0: Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Cow Lot, where cowboys and cowgirls shop for hats. The Cow Lot has a history of service, quality, honesty, and integrity. Continuing the Western way of life, how you wear it, and how to preserve it, you're guaranteed to get your hat fitted and shaped exactly how you want it. I'm very picky when it comes to my hats, and the owner, Glenn, and his crew have never let me down. So head over to thecowlot.com, order yourself a new lid, and tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. And remember... You can tell by looking, it came from the cow lot. Today's episode is also being brought to you by Canyon Coolers. Canyon Coolers sells ridiculously cold, seriously tough, roto-molded coolers. With long-lasting ice retention and innovative designs, your next and last cooler should be a Canyon Cooler. You may be surprised to find out that Canyon Coolers held ice significantly longer than a Yeti Tundra in a 5-day ice challenge. Jason Costello, the CEO of Canyon Coolers, describes himself as an ice retention expert, and that is what Canyon Coolers delivers ice retention. As I just stated, Canyon Coolers held ice significantly longer than the Yeti Tundra in a five-day ice challenge. Canyon Coolers sells two series, the Pro Series, which is their flagship, and the Outfitter Series, which is their classic original design. Sizes range from 22 quarts to 150 quarts. Canyon Coolers are headquartered in Flagstaff, Arizona, and are constructed of USA-made materials and offer a lifetime warranty. Modern Cowboy podcast listeners can receive a 10% discount using the code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout when completing your order at CanyonCoolers.com. So head over to CanyonCoolers.com, order yourself a new cooler, and tell him Dan at the Modern Cowboy podcast sent you. Today's episode of the podcast is also being sponsored by It's Jerky. There's no food more cowboy than jerky. I've been a fan of jerky since I was, oh gosh, as long as I can remember. But I was on a recent trip. Actually, I was out and uh, stayed with Cody Cowden for about a week. I was leaving his place, driving back to Arizona, and I, I wanted to get something to eat. And something, I wanted to eat something good, though, just a, a good snack. And I didn't want to have fast food, so I, I actually pulled into the Flying J to get fuel. Thought well, they might have something here. So, I, and I, I thought, man, if I get some beef jerky, that'd be great. But most of the time, beef jerkies are just overprocessed and uh, full of all kinds of chemicals. So, I actually went in there and was perusing the aisles, and I came across this this jerky called It's Jerky. And I looked at it. I read the package, and I was surprised that the price was uh, was so good. It was a pound of jerky for like twenty dollars. Anyway, I ended up buying it jerky was amazing i absolutely loved it and now here they are sponsoring the show so uh big shout out to them and big thanks for for their sponsorship and i would just uh highly recommend you head over to itsjerky.com order yourself some of this amazing high protein low calorie fuel for your body tell them dan at the modern cowboy podcast sent you where are you cowboys and cowgirls at Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the Modern cowboy.
1: of legendary men sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much but I'm free I've always been
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I'm really thrilled to have my guest on today. It's uh, interesting how Craig and I met. Actually, we went to a, uh, I signed up for a men's business and leadership conference. It was called uh, Wake Up Warrior, and this was back in 2017. And this was when I was just starting to get going with the Dally King Project and uh, got myself embedded and immersed into uh, the digital marketing world and just all the new things that were happening. That's when I started listening to the podcasts and uh, so on and so forth. Anyway, so I signed up for this deal and it was in Huntington Beach and it's at a really nice hotel. The Paseo, I think it was a Paseo hotel. Anyway, the rooms were like, I don't know, like 300 and something a piece. And I'm like, you know what, maybe I can cut this cost a little bit. So we, there was a group we were all in, and so I, I shot out a message, hey, anybody want to share a room? And that really is kind of out of character for me. I really normally wouldn't have done that in the past, but I was just open to all these new things and, and changing and developing and trying to grow as a person and uh, just a real crossroads in my life. So anyway, this guy responds back to me, and he's like, yeah, dude, I'd, I'd you know, I'll, I'll share a room with you, whatever. So still I don't know the guy yet, and he doesn't know me. I get to the to the hotel, get checked into the room. I think I was there first. Pretty soon here comes my my roommate. Now, like I said, I had never met him before, but this guy was just like off the walls, full of energy, just super cool, and uh we just we hit it off immediately. And we and we were just talking about, man, I'm so glad I got you for roommate and blah 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 whatever. So anyway, uh we went through quite quite an ordeal. We'll talk about it on the podcast here through this through this this Wake Up Warrior program, and it was very interesting. But uh, Craig and I had a great time. We've stayed in, in touch and in contact the, the you know ever since then. And uh, anyway, I wanted to give you that little background, so just to kind of lay the foundation of uh, you know what we're going to talk about and where I know Craig from. So, without further ado, Craig, hey, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast.
2: Welcome. I'm excited. <laughs> That, ener- that energy's right there. I'm working my as best I can to maintain it. I get really excited <laughs> to talk to you, also. So, but I'm in a focused
0: state. So, well, you know, that's that's one of the things that we we yeah. you know we talked about, and we, when we were at Warrior and we and we were when we were together, you know, like your energy. I mean, I, I'm super high energy also, but you're like even next level. So with you, you kind of calm me down a little bit and make me a little more grounded, but. Uh, we had some great conversations and uh, and just really connected, and it was just super awesome. The one thing I want to talk about real quick is do you remember – so when I went to Warrior, it was to – for a couple different things, but I had that Dally King project and we were actually launching the video that weekend. And you and I were in the, I said, Hey man, this video is going to launch. And and you and I are in the hotel room and we're sitting there. I go, look at this. And we're just watching the views go up. And it like went to 5,000 views, like really quick. And I'm this older guy on social media, you know, I'm just really learning it. And we're like, just flipping out about it. You remember that?
2: (laughs) Totally. It's like everything you're saying i'm having like a flashback to those moments and that's what it is it was uh li- literally everything we do is to change the way we feel and that's what it was like this uh, chemistry thing it's like we were just jiving out the energy between the both of us i was it was like i was as excited about that video and the views climbing as you were and i i think it's like mutual we were feeling that energy and it was it's energy life's about energy man and it was just a really cool chemistry and I yeah, I do remember that video, it was great. Every week check in periodically you know, I'm like, <laughs> dude, that, that, you know, you just this many views, it was that yeah, was pretty wild. It was really what's, cool. what's
0: funny about that is, you know, I was there, I was I was thinking like this this uh Dally King device was gonna be this big game changer and everything and and I won't say it was a failure, but you know, I invested a lot of time and in Money and energy and thought and everything else, and it it really never went anywhere, but it led to what i 'm doing now and it, it was just a total interesting experience but let 's get back to to hanging out man I mean so you and I when we were there we were we were in a group there was four of us and um and w- you and I connected uh I, I you know just right off the bat uh we had some hilarious hilarious things happen <laughs> from uh, you, like the one day Now remember when we had the, the I think I can't remember what they call it the Exercise day or whatever it was When we had to show up And Now you didn't You didn't come to oh, that Did you? Did you? Where I were did. you at?
2: I, I was almost <laughs> killing myself Doing bear crawls I had a I had a flashback to gym class Where I was trying to You know what I mean? I felt like a child again So I literally It probably wasn't healthy I was pushing myself Above and beyond What I probably should have been you know, a lot of the dudes were younger and this or that, so I went into this somewhat competitive state where I wanted to not be left behind, so I was feeling that for a week yeah. after. I remember the bear crawl, so I was kind of all over the map during that exercise. It was it hardcore. Was. Well, and
0: especially for me with my joints and my hands and, and everything, I, I was like back there crying like a baby, but I was, behind, I, I, was back, <laughs> I was behind. That's why you were out in front. You and I think Jeff, the other guy in our group, he was out in front too. I was back there with Ryan, who was a I mean a big dude and, and, and I remember him going, man, He goes, I'm I'm going, I'm worried about my joints. He goes, I'm worried about my cardio. <laughs> but anyway, uh it was an interesting experience. Uh the the other thing too, dude, that was that was so cool was uh going down and eating tacos at the taco place downtown. <laughs>
2: oh wow. Yeah, just get getting into a different frame. Uh just getting into a, into a different frame was so cool. I had been to California before but um not I was with right. Julie you know what I mean so this was a my wife Julie I was with her so it was just a different frame I guess that I just felt like I was learning and growing so so important especially at my age I think I see a lot of guys my age that um they've kind of sort of stopped learning and expanding and growing and it's it's kind of sad actually you know what I mean like boredom creeps in and uh it, it just made me feel like a child like I said once again and I, I i get kind of philosophical right. you know that and kind of talk about philosophical stuff but i just felt like i was fresh new i felt like i was 20 years old learning and expanding and i think that's why we actually uh those memories it could be 30 years from now we're still going to remember those memories because of the emotions yeah. behind it so uh and i was i could relate too because some of them guys were uh there was a whole age bracket wasn't there but I was another one where I wasn't in my twenties or nothing. So I was feeling them push ups and everything where, um, information without emotion is soon <laughs> forgotten. So I was feeling tons of emotion that whole trip. Was yeah. So well, cool. and
0: that's the thing. Like I was one, probably one of the oldest guys there. Uh, cause what was that three years ago? So I, I think I was, I was 59 then, you know, or pushing 60 anyway. And, and, and I don't remember, how old are you anyway now?
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I'm 50
0: now. Yeah, Just I'm still, turned 50. Still a child. Um, so, uh, it, it was interesting, you know, um, all the things we learned uh, you know, and, and, came away from that with, and I remember one of the things, you know, and just talking about trying to, you know, make a change, make a shift and, and transform, you know, like they talked about there is going and doing lives. And now that's something that you, you have done ever since. I mean, for, for listeners out there, man, Craig, he, he does, do you, do you do a video every day? Uh, oh yeah.
2: Short, sweet answers. Remember I go into that philosophical thing. I could give you a 20 minute answer on that, but, uh, I I bet you it's maybe four times a week average now. So I don't really, I don't really plan it, Dan. It just kind of, I get inspired and I go for it. And then there's other times I want to, and I don't. And then I feel that, uh, there's something self healing about them. So it, my videos are typically about helping others. But it's come full circle, and I'm realizing what it's doing is it's actually healing me in the process somehow, right. some way. I haven't overanalyzed it, but when I do a video to help others out there, it's like this cool pattern where I end up getting... You know, somebody will come up to me and say that the video was really inspirational, right. this and that. And I'm like, dude, I had no idea. I was just kind of going for it, saying what came, like you said, right. naturally. Um, so the, I, what am I trying to say? I guess I kind of do them... Uh, I guess I'm consciously trying to help others, but I've discovered, uh, can I give one more philo- philosophical Absolutely. saying, so to speak? Um, and I think it's that, uh, it's in giving, it's in that giving that we're receiving. So it's this mutual healing, so to speak. I, and a lot of things, I'm just ma- uh, I'm a major, major dog and horse animal fan in general. That's why I was really, that's another reason we hit it off, Dan, is we had that like, uh, if you remember back, which I'm sure you do, a lot of it was, I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm a roommate to this dude that knew more, and the fact that you kn- know more about the horse industry and the, uh, that the fact that you knew more, I was like, it was a blessing in disguise because I could have sat there and racked your brain for hours and hours about, because I'm a sponge, I like right. to take in knowledge. I, I usually, in a, any giving setting, I usually know more about animals than 99 percent of the people i'm around so i really jones to be around people that know more in a certain area i think that's what makes me good at what i do is i'm continuing to be teachable and i was like dude you'd share some stuff about ropes and this roping and this and that and i was just absorbing it like a sponge because you can you can um learn about stuff through a book and stuff like that but when there's somebody physically in front of you sharing it it's a next level of uh, level of power yeah. i believe so well so let's cool.
0: that that just brings us to the top of, of what you do and and you are a um a uh, what what title do you use for that dog trainer or what what's what title do you like to use for what you do animal behaviorist interesting
2: that's another thing and i've been scrambling to label myself I'm kind of getting self-labeled as the dog. Every Everybody and their brother for like 30 years calls me that they're just like, Oh, it's that dog dude. Cause he, they, they know if I'm at a wedding or a get together, it's not going to be long before it could be a wake, a funeral, anything. Before long, somebody's talking to me about their dog. And it's like, Oh, that's the dude that lo- really passionate about dogs. Yeah. So, um, I hesitate to say a dog trainer. And once again, I don't want to, uh, not to get all deep and everything, but that's what my videos a lot of times are. Is I, I switch the role where I become more a student mm-hmm. of the dog, and the reality of it is whether it's a. Uh, I, I worked a lot with horses when I was younger, Dan. I didn't even get to right. share that with you, but I've fascinated and loved the animal of the horse too. Is just really helped me heal from some deep pain when I was a child too. But but ninety five percent of my energy is put in into the dog world, so. I yeah you would label me as a dog behaviorist I guess is what most people would understand it as but even on my lessons um um I love people too so a lot of the issues with the people's dogs a lot of times it can stem from some pain they've been having themselves and the dogs mirroring that so I I love I love um having people trust me real quick and share with me some pretty deep pretty deep uh uh personal stuff that's happened to them and then we kind of heal it just through natural talking about it and this and that and then the, the results with the dogs can literally happen in a moment which is pretty yeah. cool so anyways I would say a do- dog behaviorist would best um, describe it uh, put a label on it if you were to put a label yeah. on it exactly so you know
0: you, you, you just got a gave me a great idea you need to do this you need to get t-shirts with the dog dude that you need to get t-shirts with dog dude on them dude and, oh. and people will buy them See,
2: uh, you just said it earlier. You said uh, when you were describing our meeting, you said the word "dude" within moments. And I'll be working with, doesn't matter if I'm working with doctors or uh, kids or anything, that word comes out pretty uh You yeah. know what I mean? So it's kind of become my label, I would say. That would be a great idea.
0: Well,
2: that would be a good well, idea. Well, that's, that's the
0: one thing, you know, hanging out, man, with y'all, all those, whatever it was, three or four days we were there. Uh, that This is, you know, you just... You remind me of a kid, and uh, you 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 seem so much younger uh, uh, in a lot of ways than your age. And I, sometimes I I'm the same way. I I'd say I'm at times emotionally immature. Uh, but uh, but but yeah, exactly. The word use the word dude a lot, but it fits you so perfect. And now that you say that, I didn't know people called you the dog dude. You 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 need to have some shirts.
2: That'd be that'd. Be, I'm gonna take that advice. Yeah, actually, it'd be cool. I'm going to take that robot it
0: and <laughs> So anyway, so let's yeah, let's talk about your business and what you do um you know in terms of animal behavior and, and, and working with people uh, and how you relate that back to uh you know the the people themselves um just just let's talk about that just a little bit. Just what uh you know what drives you, uh, you know, your passion for that because you are so passionate about it.
2: Sure. Um Oh, interesting! This is this is wild. It does feel good to be listened to, Dan. That's another thing. That's what I do on my lessons. Is um, I think it's super rare nowadays, unfortunately, for somebody to feel like they're being truly listened to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On a on a, right. on a deep level. So the fact that I could get addicted and used to these uh, this format real quick because you're answer, you're asking me questions about me and bottom line is uh, when I do an in-home lesson, uh, I'm asking these people about them. And I'll see them light up, and like I said, they'll talk about deep-rooted pain that they might not have even have known they've had since childhood. But um, it's just listening with intent is a rare art form, and it feels really good. So I just had a moment where tell me the question again, Dan, those, Uh
0: No, yeah, just just you know about you know where your passion comes from, and and you kind of described it there to a certain degree, but you can expand on it. Your passion for the animals and the relationship between the animal and you know sure. master owner or whatever you.
2: Sure. Um, it uh, bottom line is it comes from some deep root, you know, which is I think where a lot of our passion comes from with humans, you know, if whether we know that or not. So, and this won't get on a negative. Um, this won't go on a negative twist either. But it's I just dissected it, and the fact is, um, that's on. Oh, uh, so, what I thought was a negative when I was younger, some different things that I thought were negative and you can fill in the blank with those. I've, I've realized I'm not alone. There's a lot of people that turn toward to animals because of pain they've associated with. Uh, did you raise your hand? Yes.
0: No, no. Oh, no. I, I, I,
2: I thought you might like, uh, yeah, me too, but you might not even realize it Dan, but there's probably some reason you're, like I said, that passion for horses that comes from some childhood energy that you're, you just bottom line, love being around the horse. It makes you feel good. It's has it. Cause like I said, everything we do. um, And I like to talk about things that we don't have to get argumentative about, especially nowadays, if that makes sense. So um, different things you can talk about that other person can have a different belief system. But bottom line is most everything we do, I believe is to change the way we feel. So I just feel so good around an animal. I feel so safe. Um, Once again, I'm going to say the word horse a lot because I associate you with horses, but a lot of people have horses and dogs mutually. You know what I mean? I think they, they like that uh they feel safe around an animal just real safe and they can be vulnerable and stuff like that so that's where that's where my true passion came and then what it was was i was not good at a lot of things school for example here comes some of that pain stuff dan uh in right. school um dude check this story out i've never told you this this could sound really out there dan so i'm gonna throw this out there on your podcast but uh, in like in high school, for example, this is no exaggeration. Guess where I would spend like four hours of the day? Where? In the restrooms. Like I, w- I would no escape kid. the pain of going into class and uh, not doing my homework and this and that. You know, I w- so I was looking. The the bell would be ready to ring, and I'm like, I created this self-imposed prison where I'm like, dude, I I associated more pain by going into class, and uh, I learned different from other ki- uh, children. You know what I mean? For starters, I didn't wear my glasses because I didn't want to look out of place. I did a lot of self-pleasing back then. So I I was supposed to wear glasses, but I wouldn't wear them. I didn't want to, you know, in front of the, I was going to say chicks. I'm talking with more respect nowadays. (laughs) Back then I called them chicks. Now I call them young women. (laughs) But I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of them, so I wouldn't wear my glasses. I couldn't see the board. So half the reason I wasn't doing good in school uh, is self-imposed. But to me, I just associated major pain being in class. So I'd choose to bail out and go into the restroom, dude. So it's, I, and then in my mind, my imagination was, wow, dude, I just checked in the jail again. And you'd be surprised that, that's where I learned about animals, like dogs on a deep level, as far as you know how you hear like the thing where somebody says, Hey man, my dog knows when I'm going to come home. For example, it's like, like clockwork, my dog will know exactly when I'm going to show up. When I was in that, when I was in that basically like a cell, it felt like to me, I mean it's so much mm-hmm. like a jail cell, it's unbelievable. Us a high school restroom, you know what I mean? But I, right. I learned patterns at a whole other level where I could I could dissect exactly when Mr. So and so was gonna come walking down, go outside and have a smoke. Back then they could smoke, you know. Um, and right. then as that person would come back in, I'd smell the cigarette on the dude's clothes walking by the restroom door. And then I right. knew I knew because there's no clock in there, I knew it's about I, I started to be able to pinpoint time down to the second when uh this teacher would come into the uh there was not cell phones going on back then but they'd come into the we're were creatures of habit so i would learn these people's patterns no different that's where i learned whether it's a horse you you could check me if i'm wrong on the horse thing dan because i like i said my expertise is dogs i don't want to make a comment about the horse and i could possibly be uh off on that but i'm real confident with the dog thing that's where they learn patterns they know exactly what you're going to do when you're going to do it because they're masters at learning patterns. Um, and when I was, so I thought I was in this self-imprisoned hell when I was in there. Oh man, can an hour go slow too, put it that way. When you're not looking right. at a clock and you're, you're there with no TV, um, no st- outside stimulus, it's amazing. An hour would seem like, and that's what's funny is I was trying to avoid pain, but an hour in there, it's hard to describe to people. It seemed like two days sometimes, that hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. and then uh, So that's where I learned on a deep, deep level how the dog's mind works. It was a blessing in disguise. I don't want to sound strange either, Dan. You know what I mean? That sounds pretty strange, but that's because uh, I think I had to go through that to be able to associate. That's why I'm extremely compassionate. When somebody else has been through pain, I can literally feel it and stuff. So it was a blessing in disguise, put it that way. But so I'm connected to the dog's mind and how they think from stuff like that.
0: Right, well, I don't think it sounds strange at all in in what it is it's it's actually just commendable because you're you're able to to have and have been able to dive into that and continue to to like you said heal yourself also just uh you know self learning and and being able to help other people with it as well and so many people you know we go through our lives with whatever issues we have and we just keep them buried, and that's where problems come from. Uh, you know, and if you don't ever address them, you're never going to get past it. So that's the one thing, you know, with you, with like your videos and, and what you do. It's just been, uh, you know, amazing to watch you because, I mean, that was to October 2017 and you haven't stopped since, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like doing your videos and stuff. And uh, uh, I just think it's, uh, you know, super, super commendable.
2: Oh, oh, thanks. Exactly. See, and that's another thing, learning to take a compliment took me years to understand too there's gonna be a lot of people that I think that can relate to that that's what I'm discovering on my lessons I think the more I put out there um it seems courageous and stuff like that but the more I do it a lot of it's because I understand so many people you you just worded it really well um Dan and especially I want to say especially it seems like guys have been taught including me in the past to keep that in you know what I mean so I the last thing I would do when I was a child is actually I tried a few times I would try it in the group settings to express some of that, but um, it w- you got to be really cautious how – you know what I mean? What environment you're in because uh, you know how it goes being a – I guess not to say that uh, young women and girls don't go through a lot of – they go through a lot of that too, but it's like if you – oh, remember what I said earlier, Dan? Like everything we do is to change the way we feel. So if you right. try to, you try to open up in a group environment about something – and you feel like they're not receiving it or they're judging you, you're going to real quickly say, screw that. I'm not trusting that again. So that's what I would do. I'd attempt to open up about something. I was like, Nope, not going there again. I might be on a construction. I grew up in construction. So I'd be around that that kind of like a mentality of tighten up your bootstraps and tough toughness and stuff. But um, yeah. so many cool people that I've evolved with in the construction industry too, but it wasn't an environment where, they want to sit around and talk about their deep-rooted issues at lunch break. You know what I mean? So I, I learned to keep that on a down low in that environment.
0: I, I did not know that you grew up in construction because, you know, that's what I grew up in, right? Well, I mean, you know that. I knew that, yeah. but I'm space to remind me.
2: Refresh yeah. my memory. Yeah. We, we, I, like I said, when I was talking, it was mainly I was probably consciously trying to get you back. In, uh, yeah, I kept trying to get you back on the subject of roping and horses and stuff but you you yeah. did didn't you now that you mentioned yeah oh wow Absolutely. See, that immediately connects us cuz we have things in common then that's pretty cool
0: yeah and just just when you talk about uh, i mean cuz i grew up going to work with my dad as when i was i, I think the earliest i went when i'd go now was 5 you know and then i started oh. you know cleaning out houses when i was you know in 10 11 12 and started framing and stuff what? when i was 13 14 so yeah
2: wow Oh man, you could you could just talk for hours about the lessons you can learn on a construction site. That, that's what it is. Yeah. If you can tie anything into life lessons, and man, I learned a ton on the construction site. That's a that's a yeah. really cool environment to learn about life on a lot of deep levels.
0: Yeah, crazy. So, so when did you when did you start? Because coming because you're you you train dogs, or you're a dog behaviorist. You're the dog dude. That's your full time job. When did you start doing that full time? Um,
2: I graduated from National Canine School of Dog Trainers. It's in Columbus, Ohio. I graduated uh-huh. from there in 1993. Okay. So I, oh, and there's a lot of people that you can train without uh, certification, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But for me, it, it did have a benefit for me because psychological, some of, some of that insecurities when I was a child tied into, even, even though I, you could tell me I have a gift with animals, I'd hear this from countless people. You have a gift with animals Wow, you're phenomenal with animals. Um, until I learned to change that story inside that I was, I was enough. You know what I mean? Um, I would still be insecure. So dude, I used to start out charging next to nothing and I would drive forever to get to a lesson. And, um, so my self-esteem and, uh, my self-esteem grew as I did it. And then I realized I do have deep value. So it's pretty interesting how, um, I just I just kind of grew you know I could I get long-winded about this stuff man I don't want to get uh that's it's another right. thing Dan is your, a majority of people that listen to your podcast what the value we can just kind of go for it but I like to help out so they range in all ages and uh, a lot of them are western uh a lot of western uh people in that industry and stuff like that correct yeah yeah sure but the more I think about it you could get anybody listening so we can just continue to kind of go for it, kind of
0: wing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what was What was the first animal you owned?
2: Uh, first, oh, that I owned myself was actually a, a yeah. boxer named uh, Dempsey. <laughs> so that was that's a
0: good That's a good name for a boxer. Oh, yeah.
2: So, uh, he <laughs> yeah. was my first. Uh, we had childhood. Oh, I had all sorts of pets, you know, from right. ferrets to pigeons I'd find, stuff like that. But my actual—I just remember it like it was yesterday. The first actual um, dog, and we used to say the word "owned." So now, not to get all sensitive, but now there's—I've kind of evolved into saying, you know what I mean? That's where I get all deep. Well, it's like I didn't feel like I owned him, but he became—he became this real tight friend with me, and it t- we took our bond to a really cool level. As far as um, he really helped me out as far as growth and expansion. But anyways, he was a boxer named uh, a brindle boxer named Dempsey. That was a, a game changer for me. Just a really cool dog.
0: And, and, and did you have the idea that you wanted to work with animals when you were young too or in construction or oh, that's, were you doing it on?
2: Exa- it's, yeah, it's in my baby book. So that's one of those stories, Dan. It's in my baby book that, I, you know, I was walking up to the TV, smelling the TV because the neighbors had right. ho- cows and horses and I thought I could smell. I used to watch westerns all the time. So they're doing right. like a cattle drive, you know, uh, driving cattle on a TV. I can't remember. I was super young and I thought I could smell the cattle on the TV because it was coming through our window. So I was always in animals big time. I like, I like a lot of those old Westerns, man, and stuff. Uh, and I would watch them basically to see the horses and, and within the show, a lot of it was, I wouldn't even really follow the plot. It was more to see the horses and, um the cattle i actually like cattle a lot too i'm really into cattle too you might not have known that dan but i'm a f- huge fan of uh uh cattle even though i've never had my own herd or anything
0: very cool <clears throat> and, and where where do you live again
2: um i grew up in holton wisconsin so a small town where there was it was like a small town in the 70s that there, there'd be you know my buddy was a farmer Uh, my Mm -hmm. buddy, Neil's a farmer as a, he grew up on the farm as a kid. He's still doing it to this day. Like the same routine. He hasn't switched it for 40 some years or whatever. But, and now I live in New Richmond, uh, Wisconsin, which is very close to there.
0: Gotcha. Hey, and I think you told me one time too, didn't you? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if you have them or if you've trained them, um, sled dogs.
2: Oh, brilliant. Oh, you're bringing up all these fun subjects. Uh, Dan. good memory dude that's what i dug about you too right away is there's a dude for you but that's what i dug about you is you're, you were uh it's rare man you were interested in me when we uh met in california too which unfortunately that's really rare the fact that you're uh make people feel it. you know what i mean so you did ask about those and i had um four four inuit sled dogs they're called the true mm-hmm. inuit sled dogs are intense they're like the sherman tanks of the dog sled world So they move slower but extremely powerful, Um, like average seven miles per hour, but they're just powerhouses. And I learned to – oh, man, I used to go into storms with them. You know, we'd be getting a a wicked snowstorm, and I'd hook them up and go into the storm trying to challenge myself. And um, uh, one night the storm got so bad that I I would use my imagination like a child again, like I was in the Adidarod sled dog race, for example. Um, Right, right. It was my excuse to keep playing, even though I was getting older. So, right. uh, it, within that storm, on the way back, the snow had covered my trail. So, re- realistically, as eventually I, I was, I was going to come to a house around here, you know. But I would use my imagination, right. like I'm out on the tundra. But that's where I would right. discover, um, like this. My 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 lead dog, Minnie, who was super intelligent, uh, would literally track the scent that we had came on hours prior, and I just, I just literally. I Couldn't see, so I, I leaned down like this into this blizzard. Oh, oh, that's another thing I discovered like, uh, canoeing when the wind's at your back, it's like, let's keep flying right. now. You got to turn around and go right. back. It's dude, <laughs> right. it's so easy coming back. So I was, I had the wind against my back, we were just motoring on the way out, but then when I turned around to come into it, it was like it, all things had changed. Man, I was barely trudging going forward because the wind and blizzard in my face. Um, right. and then oh that's when i realized i was bitching at her to go right and here's where some of my lessons were trust your animal whether it's a horse or a dog if you have a deep relationship with them that's where that trust comes in she trusted me to meet her needs but on that trail i was pushing her and pushing her to go right and it turns out in the daylight where i looked where we would have went right we would have been completely off course it would have turned into a shit show but her instincts were telling me dude i'm going this way and i I remember that moment of trust where I'm like, all right, her name was Minnie. And I just said, let's roll. And I just went into it. And then something like a half hour later, I came out at this tee in the road where I was like, dude, I never would have guessed, but then I could kind of remember. I had to trust her nose to get back. So it was really cool.
0: And now, and, and you don't, do you have sled dogs now or no?
2: Uh, no, uh, that Minnie that I'm talking about passed away at over 15. And then my other sled dog, just passed away at 17 and a half. Um, Mm -hmm. And then one went, one of the cinnamon, the red male, beautiful dog. Mm -hmm. He actually went with the polar huskies. So the polar huskies are this beautiful breed of dog that Will Steger a polar explorer Will Steger developed um, to Uh go on these Arctic expeditions. So he actually takes the polar huskies to, to the North, North pole, for example, and Antarctica to the South pole. So I was actually right. I was actually able to run a dog that had been to the North Pole and the uh, South Pole. Uh, that dog's name was Beacon. But now since then, you can't bring dogs anymore into Antarctica. So, so that I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Probably not in my lifetime because they won't allow dogs to be brought into Antarctica anymore for disease reasons and stuff like that. So really, so oh, anyways, um, so Cinnamon actually went and. A woman that helps with those polar huskies loved him and took him in. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't checked in with him forever. He's, he'd have to be really old right now. And then Misha, Misha the, another male, went to Madeline Island. That's where I actually got the sled dogs was on Madeline Island from a okay. real cool guy named Jim Ryder up there. Very a, cool. Any subject you pick, I can go if it's animal related. I like listening though, Dan, so this is weird for me to talk. I would love to just sit here and listen about your experiences with uh, the roping and stuff. That, but that—that's not why I'm here, I guess, on this call either. So,
0: that's right. We're here. It's we're here for you.
2: Sure, feels good, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, how many? How many? How many uh, dogs do you have personally now?
2: Uh, I have Coach. I just did that video on Coach. Remember that? I don't know right. if you saw that, but he's wow, my dogs are getting up there now. He, um, He's a Malamute Shepherd Cross, so I have Coach. Right. He's a little over 10 years old. He's he's helped with all different dogs that have dog aggression or fear issues. Whether it's an eight-week-old puppy or an old dog, he helps return them to balance. So he's been... I've known him since he was like a half-hour old. Um, Coach, and then there's Ruby, who's 15-and-a-half Terrier that I bought mm-hmm. my wife um, for her birthday 15 years ago. Um, and then... Uh, oh, and then River River, who's a Colorado Bulldog, and I got a little French Bulldog. Yeah, and Willow. It's like family man. <laughs> now,
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, you know what's funny is I grew up. We had uh, my mom had poodles, which wow. I was not fo- I was not fond of. <clears throat> but uh, and I I used to have to clean up after them uh, in the backyard and stuff. But I, I had bad experiences with dogs when I was was young, and our neighbors had a uh, some German shepherds, and we used to call them the German war dogs, and cool. and, and and they were pretty aggressive, and he would sick them on us, uh, you know, and we would run and so on and so forth. But anyway, it wasn't really until later in life that I really learned to appreciate dogs, and uh, that's a whole another story in itself. But uh, interesting. Um, yeah. And Interesting. Same same even with ho- same with horses. I mean, I always I mean, just loved horses since as far as I long as I can remember, but I had some bad experiences uh, observing how my uncle treated horses. He had a he had a, a ranch and just some some things that that I, I kind of learned and had to unlearn as I was because I was very young and you you think that that's the way it's supposed to be, but it's really not. And it and now it's it's I, I don't know just more and more, it seems like every year I just, I, I just, I get this even more passion in, in just consideration for, you know, for, for horses in particular, but for, you know, animals all the way around. But, uh, I mean, you know, just, it's like you say, you know, it's not like you really, you not really own that animal. It's, it's a relationship with, with it. And, uh, it's, they're just, they're they're so uh, beautiful and magnificent, and it's not, you know, some people just look at them as tools, but, you know, I, I, I just look at them as, as, you know, part of your life, really.
2: Hey, Amen. Oh, super interesting, Dan.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, I remember one time we were out at, out at the rope, and, and there was this horse standing there tied, and, and I remember I got a picture of it with him. And I don't know who owns it. I, I've never seen the horse again, but it's kind of like people you know you get an attraction for a person or whatever but it's like i just was attracted to this horse i just like love it and you, and they can tell that i mean you know you know with with animals uh and uh it's just it, it's a super super cool uh relationship
2: hey man beautiful interesting that you say you had some of those uh hey cuz we're kind of a um i was going to say a dying breed but i don't want to put labels on things but because I was raised in the '70s, um, I don't want to label people though. Because nowadays, I'm sure, because um, everything's always new for each other. But right. but things evolved a lot after the '70s. Don't you agree, Dan? Like um, like a lot of the techniques I was learning with the dog stuff, um, I learned that there could be a better way. But that's what I witnessed as a child too. So that becomes your norm. You're thinking, even though right. even though instinctually I was like. I always thought, oh, there might, must be a better way to do that without so much pressure. For example, um, right. and that's that's a whole other subject because, bottom line, um, that is how uh, how animals and humans learn is through pressure. Right. So, so attempting there, there was a wave. There were people. Um, I, I think we're kind of trying to achieve things with animals with zero pressure. But the bottom line is, I've labeled it almost everything is a form of pressure. If that makes sense, right? You know what I mean so so anyways yeah i did the same thing i witnessed some things where i was like "Ooh, man um to that person that's normal but i think there might be a I, I instinctually knew there might be a better way to i call it winning with winning without fighting right so i've achieved some really nice techniques where you can so-called win without fighting but um that's interesting i didn't know some of that's like i said i could sit here and listen about your past and your stories and how you were influenced by that stuff That's. Extremely interesting to, to me too, Dan.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and the thing is, and we're talking about pressure too. Pressure doesn't always have to be a negative pressure; it can be a positive pressure as oh, well. And, yes. and not that, and not that. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not a horse trainer by by any means, uh, but I just listened to um, a podcast uh, just recently, and I I can't remember the name of the technique, but it's a it's a kind of a new thing that they've got now. I, I, I for some reason I'm wanting to say liberty. I don't know. I'll I'll have sure. to look at. But anyway, it was, it's all about that, um, getting your, your horse to, you know, respond through like a, a whole positive type of feedback, you know? Hey
2: man, get, get, yeah. Like getting on the same wavelength, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a whole, a lot of different, you know, theories and, and, and a lot of different, uh, techniques and, you know, you know certain techniques. I'm sure work for other people and whatever, but for me, just looking at it, especially you know as you get older and think about yourself, think about any type of pain being inflicted on on you, it's like that's not the way that you would want to be trained. You know, to have pain inflicted on you. Sure, I mean, animals animals gonna be the same way.
2: Oh, super super similar. Exactly what I'm discovering. Also, the more I do this, hey, that's one cool thing about uh this this gig, so to speak, is um. I'm constantly evolving and expanding no different than you. So, uh, I've learned not to, you, you hit on a great subject, which is philosophies. A lot of people want to know your philosophies and stuff like that when working with, um, animals, horses or dogs, so to speak. Um, and what I'm really leaning towards, uh, the, the more mature I get is, uh, like not putting people in a box, if that makes sense. So I, I pick up, I'll pick up some things no matter who I watch this or that, even if it's something uh, my ego can get involved sometimes and I I can look at what they're doing, what I think is so-called wrong. And then I real quickly, real quickly put my ego on a shelf and realize um, they're doing the best they can at that given point. Like somebody watching me 30 years ago could be like, Hey dude, what about if you try this or that? So um, it's, it must be in our nature. We kind of want to judge their, system compared to ours but right, I've, re- right. I've learned now not to do that and then pick up oh even if it's something they're doing that i don't agree with so to speak right. i'll realize that's actually teaching me because i'm going to look at a better not see better as a, you got to watch that word too but i'm going to watch uh work on a technique that i can achieve the same result without as much this or that sprinkle in there yeah so it's know. like it's not like an art form like the artist can't really mess up everybody does it different and if you get a good result with the animal feeling safe with you, whatever that result is, it's like I try not to put people in a box with their techniques anymore. Right. Hey, this is going to look like a whiskey bottle, but I got to take a sip of water.
0: There you go. Hit <laughs> it. <laughs> I won't show you my whiskey bottle.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> Down by your feet? Yeah, no, it's right. Oh, here. my mouth I was yeah. getting dry.
0: <laughs> oh. Too funny. So, how many, how many do uh, you, you consider like, you know the the dogs you work with the 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 uh, for lack of better words the owners are are you consider them clients I mean is that is that the way you look at that? Uh, immediately. The,
2: uh, oh. This this is a, this sounds like a weird subject, but they they really quickly become friends in my mind. You know, right. you'll do more for a friend than you will a client, so to speak. So for a while, I heard which makes sense. It's the same thing. It's another story where some people will say don't mix. Uh, business with pleasure you know don't mix business with friendships and stuff like that right. but I just it just evolved where um, these people real quickly I know where it stems from I think it's the fact that they're being so vulnerable with me so quick right. that it develops this I, c- I can meet somebody on a two hour lesson and I'll walk and I've asked them this question too and, and they'll say the same thing it's like they feel like they've known me for years but it's because we're being of um, when we met Dan
0: we well, we're, yeah.
2: were basically sharing things. I was like, oh, cool, dude. We are <laughs> trusting each other and respecting each other within moments yeah. where I felt like I – interesting. I felt like I had known you for years
0: yeah. even though yeah. we had
2: jammed at that place. It seems like a – you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, now we have known each other for years, but even when I left there where, where it was three days later, I, uh, I just trusted you on a deep level. I respected you, and then I dug you right away, so it was pretty cool. You can do a time yeah. warp, I guess.
0: Yeah, we definitely did because I mean it's just like just amazing that you know we got connected. It was just meant to be because I felt the same way. I just felt like I've known this guy forever, man. And 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 we just we laughed. I mean, constantly, we just laughed and had a great time, man.
2: It was great. <laughs> it was super cool.
0: Yeah, and it was and that man, it's such a beautiful place too. Uh, right there on the on the on the beach, man. Right, it's just gorgeous.
2: Oh wow, yeah, the the prime we had that prime weather. Yes. Oh yeah, I was using you too to keep me on task, man. Oh that? yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I was using your structured. I was like, dude, I'm not as structured. You're like, okay, buddy, let's go. We got to be on time for this. Yeah, you had you had my back cuz that was a total flashback to school where you got to be right. on time right. prepared for this and that. And you're like, let's go, dude. So Right. Man, you saved my ass, kept me on task, you know.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting experience, that's for sure. I mean, going through what we did, you know, and just uh, it was life changing, though. You know, I mean, the, the, you know, the the modern cowboy brand came out of that, out of that hotel. I mean, and I, you know, that wasn't my objective when we went there, but um, I actually just when I when I got there, and I I don't know if I told you this or not, but the when I got to the room, there was a magazine on the counter there, and it was called Modern Luxury, and there was this actor, and there was this actor on the cover and. As a matter of fact, I got the magazine, I just got it out the other day, Um and I, I looked through it, and then there was a layout with, he was dressed in, you know, country, and there was some horses, and then a guy, he had a shirt on of a guy riding a horse, swinging a rope, roping another horse, you know, running across the the mountains, and um I closed that magazine, and then I just said, modern luxury, I go, modern cowboy, man, right there, and then I, I I just made that that name, and then I'm going. I'm going to do a podcast, and I'm, going, you know, and now it's evolving into a, it's evolved into a brand, and I mean, you know, so yeah, so that that whole that, that whole trip was, was so meant cool. to be. We did so much work even leading up to going there because we did 30 days. Uh, remember that we had 30 days of assignments and reading. I mean, I remember just being up every day at like 4:30 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and and going through that and just doing all the deep soul searching and stuff, and uh, it, you know, it just It goes back to that taking action and, and, you know, doing something that's out of your comfort zone. I mean, there was, what, 257 men there from, like, 17 countries. And it it got pretty real and raw and, you know, in in a lot of our sessions and stuff. But uh, out of all that, you know, came, you know, what I'm doing now. and, And it's led you even to, you know, what you have going on now in terms of, like, really, really putting yourself out there with, you know, all your videos and stuff it was amazing yeah
2: well, um dude this is what this is what's funny is a lot of times i like that analogy iron sharpens iron yeah. cuz it's interesting how you're looking at like me consistently doing the videos and this and that and that'll give you moments of inspiration here and there but it's actually i was watching you and that's what would be the kick in the pants i needed once in a while i'm like he's doing it you know what i mean it's like so i, I think it's so cool how uh the power of somebody else Oh, you were, un- I guess we were unconsciously um, helping each other. It wasn't even so much conscious, right. but it's like, I, oh, and it, that's where it is. It's like, I think you deeply wanted me to succeed at what I do and vice versa. So it's like having somebody in your corner that wants you to grow and expand is pretty, pretty, po- it's actually not pretty powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, we kind of sharpened each other, uh, each other through that process. Absolutely. It's pretty cool. Absolutely, very yeah. cool.
0: Absolutely. Well, hey, um, man, we're 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 getting kind of close to the end of the time. We've already been on here almost an hour. Um, yeah, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, so, it, so hey, um, you know, I usually always ask people three questions, uh, and I, I don't even know if you wear cowboy hats or not. But you did, you do like old westerns. Do you have a Do you have a favorite western movie? Oh, dude,
2: I have a, um, I got a cowboy hat at the state fair. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I become a different person once that hat's on. It's amazing uh, what a hat can do. It's like a transform into a different feel and a different vibe, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. So to answer that question, that's a, I, I haven't uh, recently, unfortunately. Oh, I know it's it's a long story, but I got to get a, a new hat, and it's like um, once I put that hat on, it's like it's weird how a symbol can be that powerful. A hat can be that powerful. It changes my inner. Being it's pretty cool. Yeah. What was the second question, Dan? Your, your, uh, yeah.
0: your favorite Western movie?
2: Oh, wow. Uh, interesting because a lot of times, a lot of times, like I said, you could ask me the plot and this and right. that. Um, oh, what's what's the show that was on for everyone when, when we were kids? Uh, well, there's
0: a bunch of them from Bonanza to The Rifleman to
2: Oh, yeah, all, all of the above. But I would just end up, like I said, I would watch them a lot of times for the the uh the, the the horse that you know like bonanza for example right. i knew each each what each horse looked like for each guy and everything yeah. so if you were to ask me at the end of the show exactly what went down i'd be like i don't know but that was a beautiful paint and yeah. all that yeah.
0: much L- you know L- what little I mean? joe was riding the paint exactly
2: <laughs> yeah dude oh i love that horse yeah. i can still visualize that horse to this day you know yeah. so i liked a lot of them yeah. dan
0: too cool man um you don't wear do you wear cowboy boots by chance Oh, no,
2: unfortunately I don't. So how's that for strange? A lot of times it's like, um, I find myself in sandals a right. lot cause I feel grounded to the ground and everything. Right. Um, and I've been to rodeos and everything when I was a kid where I'd be in sandals and everybody's like, dude, be careful around the livestock with those sandals on. But I felt so connected to the animals. I'm like, Hey, no worries, man. They won't, I'm not going to get stepped on just cause I was super present with the animals, you right. know? But anyways, um, yeah, that, that's, that's not a style that's going to take off anytime soon. Is cowboy hats and sandals. So I got to get some boots well, to put it that well, way.
0: Well, yeah, I'll tell you what though. The, in in the rodeo and the cowboy culture, there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys wear cowboy hats and tennis shoes. So and and then really, yeah, and you know the other thing too that this this goes right along with your with your new little apparel line you're going to get going. Your your uh, dog dude is there's a there's a a brand of shoes and they're surf shoes and they're called Hey Dudes. Have you ever heard of them? What? Yeah. No, you, no. I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop with that stuff. I'll, I'll, are there yeah, really? And, and they're they're they are so light and they're so comfortable. You need you need a pair of Hey dudes, and you can wear them with your dog dude uh, shirts.
2: I'll say. Oh wow! I'm gonna write that down I'll, afterwards. I'll I'm send
0: gonna... you a link. I'll send you a link and pictures of them. That'd
2: be that'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah.
0: There's there's the plug for for Hey dudes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. They're
0: super popular though in in the cowboy and rodeo world, but they're actually designed for like you know surfers or skate or whatever but anyway
2: oh wow all that blend again yeah. why not just blending that that's
0: beautiful yeah, yeah I like that so hey how many how many dogs are are you working with at any given time do you do you limit it or do you uh, is it just based on on the, the how much work an animal needs uh, do is most of the work you do is it uh you know long-term work is it short term
2: that's a really good question. Um, I've developed I've developed ways to remember the time warp mm-hmm. thing. I've, I've I've developed ways to. So, a lot of times, my clients are in a tight bind as far as time goes. Um, somebody's moving to Florida, for example, and they've only got a limited time for me to work with that dog before they move. So, um, uh, I was gonna say something, but it's gonna sound like I'm bragging, dude. Go not ahead, going go there. Ahead. It's pretty. Good. Oh, it's, it's a time warp. So, like. One client, for example, had worked with a trainer who, once again, remember that non-judgment thing because everybody's doing as best they could with the skills they have at that time. But I've um, developed that techniques where I can take – she said that we had got the same result – or better results than she had gotten within eight lessons prior Mm -hmm. within my first lesson because um, it's that same thing we were talking about. If a human or an animal completely trusts you, I would say the word completely – um and and respects you also um you you can you can crunch time and achieve more uh in a short period of time than a lot a lot of times um like I went to a counselor when I was a young child and I didn't totally trust the counselor because of my own stories in my head probably but I wasn't truly opening up so it's like how's in in the defense of the counselor how is she gonna make um expansion with me when I'm not truly opening up you know what I mean So if you, if you can get the animal to trust you, um, the dog, the horse, the human, to trust you really quick, you can do a major time warp and achieve results. actually, actually I can re- achieve the results to clients after instantaneously, mm-hmm. but then, but then there is some importance of doing the reps almost more so for the human right. do, the re- do the reps. So they get, um, so they can feel it and get the same results that I can. So, um, so lately I've been working a lot where I, I give the person the leash and I'm like here, do this or that, or I I let them go through that pressure of learning what's new. And I guide them no different than me guiding the dog, but I'm guiding the human through it and letting them, I spend a lot of time telling people to forgive themselves and relax and don't worry about being judged. So that's gotta be a common thing rolling through our veins as humans is um, we second guess ourselves based upon past stories. So I, um, I deal with facts, but I tell them real quickly just to breathe, be in the moment and they can get results really flipping quick. And then it's just doing some reps so they retain right. it. But I, I work with all, a lot of fear-based, um, that's where I, will actually apply a lot of horse techniques to, um, dogs that are experiencing some fear-based mm-hmm. stuff, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it was amazing. I discovered that, that I would be doing literally stuff I heard, heard or seen from some great horse guys. I would apply the same thing, even though it's a predator-prey difference, right. but um, the dog can be a prey animal too. So at times, so I would use the horse, uh, the horse-based techniques with the dog that was fear in in a state of fear, right. and I would get the same results. So that was pretty fun to see. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and like you were saying, it's the uh, you can get a result pretty quick, but then you it's, you got to have the repetition behind it, and at the same time you're, you're, you're training the, the, the person that has the dog is, is, you know, sometimes maybe even more than the dog itself. Oh, interesting. You nail, you nail it.
2: Um, so that's, that's what I try to, um, um, that's what I always not try. That's always what I do is once again, building, building the self-esteem of the human. Um, and then once that's a, that's addictive. That's the addictive part is, to see a human transform where somebody's actually building them up Right. when it's, it's gotta be fact-based. You can't, you can't stroke somebody's ego and tell them something it's gotta be true. You know what right. I mean? So it, as long as I'm being factual and then telling them when I'm, Oh man, I, I just, it's just, I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? And then telling them what I would do, what I wouldn't do, and then let them experience and feel right. it. Exactly. A lot of it comes down to that. And then the, the dog's just a reflection of their, their inner confidence growing.
0: Yeah, absolutely our time's
2: up, isn't it? We're
0: yeah, we're right there. Yeah.
2: So time always flies when I'm talking to you. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're going to need to uh we're going to need to get together again one of these days. We're going to need to head out there when all this crazy COVID stuff so we're going to need to we're going to need to uh head out to Huntington Beach again and uh, enjoy the, oh, the sand and surf and some some tacos down at the taco shop. Oh, that'd
2: be cool. Yeah. That'd be really really cool. Absolutely.
0: Um. Hey, so now you don't have a website, do you? Uh,
2: I'm updating my website now because I'm doing more of the in-home lessons too. I've done that in the mm-hmm. past. So and, and to answer your question, I'm doing an updated uh, website and I've got to start taking advantage of Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. So much of my business is, I've been doing it long enough where it's so much word of mouth right. that on any given day, I'll get calls in the morning of somebody that I trained their dog maybe 10, 12 years ago, and now they've got a new puppy. So it's, um, it's just revolving right. Remember clients slash friends calling me back. Right. But yet I do want to, um, I do want to update my website. So people have clarity on exactly what I do. And then, um, lean towards what a lot of people are doing is some more online, uh, stuff so you can help people from different States. You know, a distance away, be able to help them right. virtually
0: is really powerful, also. Yeah, absolutely. What 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 is your website? Is it up right now?
2: Um, it's no, it's it's Julie's in. It's in the mix. Okay. So it was previously, it was previously CJ's Canine Retreat. Uh-huh. You know, so it was a retreat because I'm bringing dogs in and this and that. But now it's now I'm labeling it more so where it's Craig like i did in the past once again when i first graduated from national K9, back to craig t johnson right. certified master dog trainer okay. um so and then on facebook it's kind of uh but i'm gonna i'm gonna bring that focus in and kind of narrow it for some clarity for people again too yeah
0: and and then you're gonna get your t-shirts done too dog dude
2: oh i love that <laughs> uh seriously that's a great idea coming from you i respect that dan seriously so that's a that's a really cool idea. I like that. Yeah.
0: And if I get your uh you know when you're at when your website's up or whatever to get your link uh, or if there's a link now, you know, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the show notes and stuff so it's out there so people can go look you up. Sure.
2: Sure. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, Craig, it's been awesome, man, catching up. Great talking with you. Just super happy for you. Every, all you all you're doing, appreciate all everything you put out there that uh, helps everybody and like you said you put out there and the more vulnerable you are the it helps you as much as is other people as well so truth congratulations on all that man and then uh i'll be looking thanks I'll a million looking forward to uh to getting together again here in uh, hopefully not too distant future And now the, sure. one, the one thing i would love to do sometime i don't i don't know if we can ever do it if you have access but i've always wanted to go on a dog sled ride so um It's life
2: changing, man. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know that I could go that that, well, can, that can you, far, but <laughs> I'd love to be on one one time anyway.
2: <laughs> oh, dude, it's yeah, it's definitely an experience. Uh, I I I got I really like having other people experience it, but they they would all say the same thing. It's um, it's life changing. Literally, it's a different experience than you can. It's hard to describe. Put yeah. it that way. Pretty pretty freeing and really yeah. cool.
0: Well, hope maybe we can make that happen one of these days. That'd be cool. Hey, Amen. All right, brother. Well, hey, it's good talking to you, and then we'll we'll catch up. Same here. Appreciate
2: it. Thanks. Thanks again, Dad.
1: Every Friday afternoon, hitch up the trailer, saddle up old Rock, and ice down a cooler. I drive that old road till it ends at the rope and pen. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, and then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pen. you lie kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems yeah we're gonna solve them down at the rope Yeah, we don't do it for the money you were always broke just ask Clint, what do you pay to rope? He's lost a dozen wives, half the fingers on his hands, to the rope and pen. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. If you can talk smack, if you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends, no matter who wins, down at the A steers, Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Those the life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the Roman Pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the Roman Pen Down at the Roman